Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Hi, that's us. Welcome. Hey. (laughs) Hello. We are, as always, and will continue to be just poor, unfortunate souls. That is us. Hi. Listen, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. I wish I had anything to counterbalance that, but I I don't. That's correct. You are right. My two moods at all times are oscillating between the souls <laughs> in The Little Mermaid and the souls in Hercules. Just like really oh flailing. <laughs> Just scared and hopeless. Right. Yeah. That's a mood. I get that. Yeah. It, it'd be like that anyways. I am so excited. Overjoyed, one might say. For the guests that we have this week. Meg, I'm so excited that you are here. Honestly, thank you for being here. Oh my, I'm literally so excited to be here. So this is great for everyone. (laughs) I love a a mutually beneficial space. That's fantastic. I just got off like watching and like reviewing some of your TikToks to come in like really fresh (laughs) and prepared. And it is wild (laughs) to like... And I feel like some people might feel this way about us too, but like that the way that you create content is the same voice that you use on an everyday basis. That's like the fear I have with celebrities, right? Is that like, it's all pretend. And if you ever meet them, their voices are like completely different. Um, It is a joy to catch up on the work that you have. I appreciate it immensely. It's it's all chaos all the time, truly. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love that. If anyone has the audacity to not know who you are and what you do, would you mind sharing that with them? Audacity is a strong word, but sure. Um, (laughs) For my tiny account. How dare you, (laughs) listeners? Like most people, got a couple Twilight TikToks. And I was like, you know what? Twilight's about it. And like, there were like the buzzings of it back in May before the Good Morning America announcement. And I was like, ooh, all right, we'll, we'll get into it. And then that happened, and I was like, okay, it's it's 2008 again, I'm listening to Taylor Swift, I'm reading a Twilight book, it's, we're there. Um, so, I just made a bunch of stupid videos about being too into Twilight, um, and the ones that have, like, strangely really taken off are, like, using an app to make Cullen group chats. Those um, are amazing. Yes, <laughs> they're so good. It's just, it's Emmett Himbo energy, and everyone else is a little tired of it, but it's fine. We, Himbo writes twenty four seven. Absolutely. Embo Embo is how I often Hello? refer to it. Oh. <laughs> just an Emmett Himbo. Did I mean it? Absolutely not. But am I sticking with it? You betcha. Yeah, standing your truth, man. Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of Emmett-centric content that we are going to be talking about today, not just oh, together, but also in reviewing the text. And so I think starting off strong with some himbo rights energy feels appropriate. Yeah, let it be known that this is a pro-himbo space, you know, <laughs> in, right at the top. An anti-Stephanie <laughs> Meyer space, and yet also <laughs> a pro-himbo space. Yeah, listen, we have layers, okay? <laughs> We're complicated people. We are all complex beings. Meg, one of the things that we love to do, especially this past year, I feel like it's been quite therapeutic, um, is to check in and 
discuss anything good that's happened to us recently. Um, and so I would love to have you check in. How are you doing? And if there's a happy thing that's happened to you recently that you can share. Yeah, I, I've been getting into the Halloween spirit a little more. It, it came late this year, um, unsurprisingly. Yes. Uh, I got nice little candy corn press-on nails. So those are very Ooh. fun. And I also finished my Halloween costume this week. Um, yeah. And it is tracksuit Rob. So, you know, I'm riding oh, that high. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That is so powerful. The um, sweatshirt I got at the thrift store didn't have the stripes. And I'm like, it's, ju- it's just not the same energy. <laughs> you know? So I, yeah. I've made a fake Adidas. You know? I'll, I'll get on Absolutely. that knockoff fashion. Oh, my God. I... Wow. Ever since that came to pass, that glorious <laughs> cultural moment that has started, every time that I turn a corner, I expect there to be a tracksuit Rob. Yeah, just there- lurking in the shadows. <laughs> just, He's always watching. Yes, it gives off like real Peeping Tom energy and also just like real stoner energy. And I appreciate both of them immensely. Absolutely. I will. I'm very excited to see this costume. I feel like there will be many a tracksuit Rob this year. Um, and so I will take, I will say good all in. I want it all. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> the year of a, th- of a thousand tracksuit Robs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two, so much powerful energy. It's what we deserve. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Cody, how the hell are you doing? Man, I want to talk about the moon. <laughs> Please do. I, this isn't, so this is not current events, although it is, but it's not, it has nothing to do with Twilight, so I'm shoving it in here because I need to talk about it. I wish you would. But I, I frantically DM this to Allie today, <laughs> in which the Independent and also every other news source ever was like breaking. There's going to be news about the moon there's gonna be exciting news about the moon and we were all like what hello what do you mean what do you mean there's moon news what's going on what does that mean what's happening what's going on and they're being so cryptic and they're like so i think they're like having an announcement on monday so when this comes out we will know something new about the moon (laughs) And I just can't stop. Th- like, what? What could that possibly what mean? What are they doing to the moon? Is, are they finally going to let her, her speak her truth as the lesbian she is? Like, what oh is what's happening? Is she announcing a, a last minute run? Like, what's going on <laughs> with the moon? What is happening? Now, this is not an official dor- endorsement. Please do not write in the moon <laughs> on your election no, ballot. It's too She's late. Gone. It's too late. No. <laughs> However, I do trust yeah. the moon with my life. Absolutely. And I feel like she would do a great job. Yeah, would absolutely. Would it be just like ending us as a civilization? Maybe. Are we, did we sure. deserve it? Absolutely. Yes. I yeah. trust her implicitly. <laughs> I, what I would give to be smited by the moon. Oh, you know what I mean? Honestly. Just to like put me out of my That's misery. That's the way to go. You know, if you yeah. can pick it, let the moon, right. get, let the, let the moon do it. <laughs> yeah. Get her in there, you know? Why not? Oh, God. Like, what? I am honestly on pins and needles. (laughs) Ever since you sent that to me, I've been, like, hyper-vigilant, checking all the news sources. There's no moon news, but there will be. And I don't understand why they know it, but they're keeping it from us. I literally, okay, to to date this recording, we are recording this on Wednesday, as we always do. They announced this today, and they're like, oh, there'll be more information on Monday. Sir? Hello? 
What? Is it traveling from Why? the moon to, the, <laughs> to Earth? Like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on? Did you send it in a fucking post-it on a spaceship <laughs> to go to land onto Earth on Monday? Why are we waiting this long? I have so many questions. None of them are being answered, and yet I will wait on pins and needles no. for moon news. How are you, man? I'm sorry I'm... to just throw a wrench into everything. No, please. <laughs> I've been thinking about my wife, the moon, uh, forever, but also especially today. I'm doing okay. I Since the last time that we spoke, I celebrated uh, my partner's birthday with him. Hell it was yeah. good. Um, the only thing that he wanted was something, and this is not sponsored, honest to God. Um, <laughs> the only thing he wanted was something called a polar pizza from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Okay. Um, Which is with heavy emphasis. Like he, I would say it the way that he does, but it would blow my mic out. Like, but heavy (laughs) on the pee. Sorry, hold on. Wait, is, is, is Baskin Robbins in the pizza biz? What? what? So there, it's essentially a cookie as the pizza with ice cream and like a cookie situation. I I was terrified it was going to be like a Cold Stone situation where you put like pepperoni (laughs) in just a lawless pizza. (laughs) Just completely chaotic energy. That feels appropriate, honestly. Yeah. Um, That's the only thing that he said he wanted. However, I took things (laughs) into my own hands, um, as I ought to do. And I decided that the only thing that would be appropriate, since we cannot have a true birthday gathering with everyone right now, um, because we're not one of those assholes, um, is... To get him a cameo. (laughs) And I've never used cameo before. This is also not sponsored. Um, Yeah. But I found someone who was deeply integral to our childhoods um, (laughs) and felt reasonably affordable. um, And that was the one and only Mark Summers. Of course. (laughs) And (laughs) um, I asked... I asked Mr. Summers, because I could not refer to him as his first name. It felt inappropriate. Um, I asked him um, to say happy birthday to my partner when the date was, how old he was going to be. And Mr. Summers responded to me via DM and said, too vague. More info. (laughs) (laughs) So I answered all these questions that he gave me. Mr. (laughs) Summers. And my God, if Mr. Summers did not deliver with a three minute video. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> um, um, listen, I, I pulled up Mr. Summers' cameo page to see how much he paid for it. Yeah. Um, and thought $75, it's not a lot, I feel like, in the cameo space, because I Correct. feel like a lot of big shot people like are like in the hundreds yes. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, Chris Harrison is like $400, my God. Right. You can't get Chris Harrison. No way. <laughs> but $75 is also a lot of money. But that that feels like he really is like, I'm going to make this worth it for you. <laughs> like, I'm going to get, I'm going to make the most personal cameo I can imagine. It was Please fill the survey. <laughs> like, almost uncomfortably personal. To see someone that was so integral to my childhood staring me down and Chris, by default, down, being like, hey, so I heard you like Animal Crossing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I had to Google it. Like, honest to God, this man. <laughs> hey, you may know me from Double Dare, but... <laughs> I heard you're a big fan of Animal Crossing, and it's your birthday. <laughs> and then he ended it. I'm so sorry. I'll stop talking about this soon. He ended it with an acapella version of singing Happy Birthday. What? Oh my God. It was so powerful. I will literally <laughs> never forget it. Um, if that isn't his ringtone at this point, then what's the point? Like, what? 
um, is Cameo was not worth it as a whole, um, but getting a chance to hear Mark Summers say, so you like Animal Crossing, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> so worth it to me. It was great. Oh my god. Wow. Um, speaking of childhood things, um, Meg, I would love to hear about your Twilight backstory. Yes. And there- I feel like there's a lot to it, and so I would love <laughs> to know, like, when did you first start liking Twilight? Has that changed since now? Give us the whole situation. Yeah, we, we, we got some ups and downs. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got into it, you know, a little late, I think, from most of the fandom. Because I remember I was reading Twilight, like, a tiny little paperback with, like, everybody on it, like, the mm-hmm. movie. So I, I, I it was mm-hmm. in 2008, but, like, after the movie came out, so probably, like, when the hype was all big. And I, I absolutely love them. I read the books, like, all the way through so fast. And I had, like, a couple friends who were into it, too, but it wasn't, like, a big group. Like, it wasn't such a big culture thing at my school, I don't think. Because I remember, you know, very early on, I was reading New Moon in class or whatever. And the kid next to me is like, that's not a real vampire book. What are you doing? <laughs> Gross. And, yeah, it's like, great. We're, like, 11. What are you doing? Um... <laughs> So I, I, I definitely internalized that at the time and, you know, was very contrarian with it. Like, I'm not Team Edward or Jacob. I'm Team Seth, which not a bad which? choice as far as things go. Yeah, listen. You were it, on it from the get, so that's yeah, great. You were ahead of the curve. Yeah, 12 year old me. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I had a couple brain cells. Um, <laughs> it was very intense when I liked it, but it was also very short. Um, cause I, I, honest to God, can't remember if I saw a new moon in theaters or not. I, I know I had like the posters and like one of the books or some, but I, I don't remember seeing new moon in theaters and I definitely didn't see Eclipse or any of the others. I was more into Harry Potter when I was in that age and it just kind of fell out like everyone's like Twilight's bad. I'm like, okay. I read the uh, Harvard Lampoon parody thing. I, Nightly, I think it's called. It's tiny. It was, which is a good concept. It's like, what if Edward was just some random dude she thought was a vampire? But like I <laughs> got all of that stuff. So I was like, all right, Twilight's done. I'm doing other things now. But I, I kept the books for a while. I had like a box set um, until Tidying Up with Marie Kondo came around. And I was right. like, yes, I'm, I'm going to do this to my room. And I, I hadn't read the books in years. I was like, all right, these were, you know, big, important part of my childhood, yada, yada. Let's go donate them. And I think that was in like January or whatever. But then that summer, you know, one of those nights you just can't sleep. You got, like, things going in your brain. Oh, remember this dumb thing you said in middle school? God damn it, I can't sleep. <laughs> you're going, you're going. It, it's 2 a.m. My brain goes, what's the plot of Twilight? And I, cu- I couldn't remember. <laughs> I also I, like, think about that to calm down at night, so that's fair. <laughs> I, it, the, the worst part, I'm like, all right, the vampires, they fall in love. And then, like, she almost dies, but I forgot the baseball scene. That's the part I was missing. <sighs> Who eternal sunshined the baseball scene out of your brain? Who did that? Yeah. Who do I have to find? What a disservice. <laughs> like, really and truly, I, 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 I don't know how that happened, but then I was like, so I looked it up online when I was like, damn it, I don't remember Twilight. Read that all that night, read the entire series then. I was like, oh yeah, Twilight was kind of good. And it was sort of just like, a, okay, I'm a, like allowed to like things. I was shamed at for a child, you know, that was like absolutely through, through late 2019 and then the Midnight Sun announcement happened. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm going through my Goodwill uh, looking for screen accurate clothing and like finding some and buying a lot of it. And, you know, making dumb Twilight TikToks. 
and reading Midnight Sun like five times. Um, so like yeah, that. I, that's that's yeah. where we're at now. Um, in my defense, it is 2020. It's true. Listen, yeah, that's your right. We're all just <laughs> doing what we can. Um, that is, I'm still not over the fact that the baseball scene was forgotten for you. That I makes know. me so sad because it is one of the best. That's I. I was yeah. always more into the books than the movie. Like, I don't. I. I truly don't think I saw any of them in theaters. I definitely saw Twilight. I'm pretty sure I saw New Moon, uh, but I, I. I didn't see like either of the Breaking Dawns until this year. So I. I. I, I didn't have the same emotional connection to Supermassive Black Hole as I do right now. Um, right. So it's just like, I, oh yeah, like they were there, and then there were like the nomads or whoever. What the hell? I don't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, it was. A, it was a shame. I, I don't think I can forget it now, though, thankfully. Good. I'm glad that it is permanently seared into your brain at this point. That is wild. I'm, I will touch, we're going to circle back to the soundtracks then in just a second. Um, but we have some fantastic current events here. Like a wild news week, one might yeah. say. Sometimes we get a slow <laughs> one. This week has just been all bangers. Heavy hitters across the uh, board. Absolutely. Cody, would you mind starting off with our first news just a little bit of like what is this new lesbian vampire corner is that a thing <laughs> sure it can be great i'm it glad it be. is now if, if, if we try hard enough you know we can make that happen um great. so netflix acquired a lesbian vampire series it's like they First have our Kill. fucking number right it's like they're like they saw us watching Carmilla and shit, and they're like, no, no, you deserve something better. <laughs> Here you go. Here's my gift to you. Um, and so it's with, what's her face? Emma Roberts. Yeah, that one. That, <laughs> that one. One of the Emmas. One of the Emmas. Listen, one of the Hollywood Emmas. My brain can't process. I agree. I feel the same way. Um, I'm hope personally, selfishly, I am hoping yeah. that Emma Roberts just stays as an EP on this and does not act mm. in it. Um, just cause sure. she, she gives me weird vibes. Um, mm-hmm. not just like the abuser vibes, but also just like weird vibes. Yeah. Um, but I will watch this regardless. I think the thing that doesn't do it any favors is that this article that we're looking at from them has the most detailed photo of Emma Roberts that I've ever seen. <laughs> It is like an 8K photo. Like it takes up the entire screen and you look into her soul. I cannot believe that I can see her pores right now. Something I was not yeah. expecting or needed to do. It, right. And I will say, honestly, it gives a little bit of Stephanie Meyer vibes. Like if she was doing a really weird smile right now with those eyes. Totally. Yeah. It, it's the same woman. If she had like a bright pink lip <laughs> on oh, right now, you would a brown wig on her. You're there. Absolutely. Yeah, instead of diamonds around her neck, it's just those huge pearls that she always wears. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will say we don't know a lot about this, just we that don't. this will exist. But my one wish is that Ryan Murphy gets his little fucking paws out of this. <laughs> gets it away. I need I need to know peace. <laughs> just get away. Get away. I, yes, I agree. I've been scorned by Ryan Murphy too much throughout my life. Um, almost exclusively (laughs) I see entirely scorned I think that unlike audacity he is the kind of toxic boyfriend that I will say no more to Um, sure he was enough for one person 
Exactly. Let alone right. all of Seriously. these like AHS spinoffs that he keeps doing. It's like I have I see potential in this. I would like it to not get canceled after a couple seasons, like Scream Queens. Like, let's not. Yeah. What if we don't instead? What? How about? Mm. But instead, Netflix and Ryan Murphy are like BFFs now, and they only do yeah. Ryan Murphy things. It makes no goddamn sense to me. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not bitter. Um, it's fine. <laughs> one thing I will say that came out of the news this week that I am that I'm like bursting with joy about. I've been wanting to talk about this since we started recording. Um, is we have happiest season news. Uh, not only do we have news, we have a confirmed release date. <sighs> we do, and we have a location. And I I did we- not expect <laughs> any of those things. Right. Listen, I checked. Because we've been talking about this for what seems like an eternity. Yes. The first time we talked about this was in 2017. No, shut up. No. What? Or 20, early 2018, late 2017, something like that. I mean, I this was the first. That was the first time it was announced. And like case two, I think, hopped on like later 2018. So we've been talking about this for two-ish years. And it's finally, after all this giving, we finally get to receive. (laughs) (laughs) It feels so good. It's coming to Hulu in November, November 25th. And I will perish on November 26th. Yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, November is going to be a hard month. Sure. This one, this might be the thing that ends me. And that's okay. I'm fine dying this way. Yeah, it's a rightful death, I think. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think that knowing that it's on Hulu, I feel a little bit more secure of like, oh, okay, this is going to stay around for a little bit. Um, I yeah. actually trust that this will go through now. Um, I What I would like to spend all of our time doing today is not looking at these Midnight Sun chapters and instead just looking at the photos that came out with this Hulu announcement. Uh, because what is happening? What is happening? Um, they're, they all look so good. Every photo of Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy, I just want to frame. I need them. <laughs> I, I put them above them. my fireplace. <laughs> they're so good. Every photo, Kristen looks happy and flourishing. Yeah. And that's, it is just such a sight to see after so long. Um, yeah. That people might actually watch this movie, unlike Charlie's Angels, and like this movie, unlike Water yeah. Underwater. Um, yeah. I think that we finally hit one that might actually work, and that's very Might exciting. be a winner. <laughs> we don't often get wins. But Could be a Christmas miracle. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, <sighs> we also have a little bit of Bly Manor news this week, and I know that Cody's going to hop off the call at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got I to gotta log off. <laughs> Which is not something that we usually do, but it makes sense this time, just because spoilers. Um, no, I'm just kidding. The We have fantastic news about The Haunting of Bly Manor, which I have watched. Meg, have you watched? I have watched. Okay, great. Watched that the finale is... twice now, because... Because it's a tearjerker. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. It's fantastic. It also has uh, Victoria, what is it, Pedretti? Yeah, Pedretti, From you. Our girl. <laughs> Looking her most gay. It's great. The reason why we're bringing this up, though, is not just because of that, but from one particular actress in this, um, who you see... Uh, twice. You see her in two episodes. Um, but it has been kind of 
I saw this starting to be talked about on TikTok as well as on Twitter as well. But the, um, I will just say the bride for folks, um, even though I think most of us understand like oh. who she is immediately. It um, took me a second. <laughs> yes. But there's like two okay. brides in this story. And the one that we are introduced with um, is played by not just a fantastic actress, but also Christy Burke, um, who you might know as grown Renesme. No. Part two. No, you're kidding me. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, just with that like stern jaw, that brown hair. I knew um, I recognized I- her. Yes. Okay. So I watched it and I had no idea. Then I saw this afterwards and I was like, you know what? You're exactly right. That is who that is. Um, we don't see her for a long time, but I did think it was an interesting little like crossover of interests happening there, which was wild. So if you see her That's... when you were watching, you now know. No, now what we need <laughs> is season three to have her and now I'm blanking on her name, but the Esme actress who was in Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Get, th- get them together. We got a perfect time. <laughs> I know. I still forget that she was even in that first season. And I that is like one of the primary reasons I started to watch it. Um, but yes, the fact that Christy Burke and Elizabeth Reeser have both been in this is an interesting tie over that I will think about for days. Speaking of things I'm going to be thinking about for all those time, <laughs> Cody, could you please <laughs> do me the honor <laughs> I'm talking about this cheat sheet news. <laughs> oh my gosh. This site continues to just give us wild content. It Out of nowhere, for no particular reason. They're just like, right. hey, here's I, a Twilight <laughs> thing every single day of the work week. Right. Why not? Let's, And it's always like new-ish stuff. Like stuff that we haven't <laughs> talked about. It's like, are these people like really just diving in? Like, what can we uncover? Maybe they're that. also kind of regressing a little bit. Like, maybe the news is too much for them right now, especially because there's no, <laughs> yeah. like, real entertainment news. So they're like, let's just dig back into that popular fandom that made us a lot of ad money. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, but this one, great headline. The first Twilight script had FBI vampire hunters and a track star, Bella Swan. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What I'm is Sorry. Sorry. What? Bella? Bella? <laughs> Sorry, Bella who can't stand up straight without right, Be- falling over like a flat Stanley is going to be a track star? Bella who walks like her shoes are always tied to each other. <laughs> Swan? That one? That Bella, Bella? Swan <laughs> doing hurdles? <laughs> the idea that this woman who literally ate, ate it on one piece of ice is going yeah. to be the woman who bounds across track feet. Like, what are you talking about? No, no, never. Stop it. <laughs> I, I don't. What? I will say that the language that's used in this is fantastic because one of the headlines um, within this is like, the very first script took a lot of liberties with the story. And it's like, you don't say <laughs> cheat sheet. What do you mean? <laughs> one of my favorite parts about all this, and there's a lot to kind of unpack on here. The FBI who was tracking the three nomads at this time, as well as essentially any bad vampire, because apparently the FBI has nothing else to do. Sure. The end of this first script ended with the FBI chasing the vampires in the ocean on jet skis. No. <laughs> uh, hello? Uh, what? What? <laughs> what? 
This is in CSI Miami. What the fuck is this? Is, right, is this Fifty Shades Freed? What is happening right now? What is imagining it? a jet ski chase with a blue filter. It's horrifying. Yes. Oh my god. Imagine the ocean just more with that shade of blue. It's just <laughs> impossible to discern any type, space and time. Like, it's all one shade. It's this weird, like, crossover of CSI Miami and Fifty Shades Freed and Charlie's <laughs> Angels. And they were like, you know what? The, yeah, that's actually the vibe we want to go with for Twilight. Uh, yeah. Says who? If this happened, the the supernatural fandom would have absolutely lost it. It would have been more unhinged. <laughs> I agree. Than it already um, was during that time. I agree. Um, unfortunately, as someone who was a supernatural fan back then and is unfortunately <clears throat> still now, um, I agree. I think that it would have been a little bit too much to handle. But yes, it is. Everything about this article is wild and would take so much time to fully give it justice. But the fact that there was so much, like, sexual tension uh, happening with someone who was supposed to be in a track outfit at some point, wild. Unfathomable. <laughs> I will think about it until the end of time. I want to circle back to one of the things that you had mentioned, Meg, about the about Supermassive Black Hole. The soundtracks, to me, I feel like are one of the most important parts of oh, absolutely. this saga. And I saw this question going around in the past week, and so I felt like... It was only important to bring it up here on the space, which is, what is the worst song on the Twilight soundtracks? And why is it every song by Bruno Mars? I was going to say, I feel like that's <laughs> pretty a unanimous decision. I, don't, yeah. I haven't seen much disagreement. Be- best you'll get fighting over, but it was, it, yeah, it's going to rain. Yeah. Sure. Why is this strong pop song? You get out of here. Give me some Bonnie Bear. that it doesn't make sense in terms of like listening to an album or whatever, which I don't even think it's on the album version, right? Or is I don't. It? I, have I think no it's idea. it's on the album, but it wasn't played during the movie. It was during the end. Well, right. Credits. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. The fact that like that movie ends so, and it's just a hard cut to "I Will Rain," <laughs> and it's like, what? It's such a tone shift. I hate it. And so out of nowhere. Yeah, and like, is that supposed to be the Dakota equivalent? Because good God. It, right. In what universe? Yeah. yeah. The nerve. Like, come on. Yeah. I, Bruno Mars is one of those people that I feel like I could fight. Um, the, oh, totally. I, the only redeeming quality to me about Bruno Mars, and this is nothing about him as a person, because I don't really know him as a person. Um, I just don't <laughs> like his music, because it was so overplayed when I was in high school. Um, yeah. The only redeeming factor about Bruno Mars is when he fell at the Met. Um, oh. <laughs> but the fact Sorry. that they had the... What? It was at the, um, that, like, fancy gala that they do every year. God, am I even... Are you thinking of Jason Derulo fell at the Met Gala? <laughs> Maybe. I always imagine it as Bruno Mars. Because it's funnier <laughs> to me that way. I have nothing against Jason Derulo. I always thought it was Bruno Mars. But what if you know there what? was a Jason Derulo song on the Twilight soundtracks? Okay, now that's funny. Now, that's funny. <laughs> that's that funny. is camp. That's and funny. Would, yes. And would he still Literally, say his name Credits roll. It's like Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> now you have something. But right. Bruno Mars? No, thank you. I'm okay. I can't believe you thought that photo of Jason Derulo falling down the stairs was Bruno Mars. (laughs) It made more sense in my head. Something about Bruno Mars going to... Sure. That made more sense to me than Jason Derulo. Just because of the utter sex appeal that Jason Derulo had. Like, he gives off an energy 
that sure. I that feels too powerful for something so <laughs> so like he's too unhinged for that. Yeah. Um whereas Bruno Mars makes sense to me. He would just kinda like sneak in. I don't know. Sure. I don't trust him. And the <laughs> fact that that's I've been often listening to Twilight soundtracks because it's that time of year and that time of year is every day of the year. Um, and every time that it comes on, I get so mad. I'm like, this is nothing. You And I think, like you said, Meg, it's right. Like, how dare you put this up against a code? Like, don't. Yeah. There's no way. Knock it off. Just disrespectful. So yeah. The disrespect to Haley Williams is just not allowed Absolutely. in this house. It, nope. Not in this house, not in this home, not in this world. We will not stand by it. It frustrates me to no end. We had someone ask us on TikTok to help them choose a senior quote. Um, because oh they God. are they are a small baby who's still oh in God. high school. It is the one and only Bailey Grace who had asked um, us to choose a senior quote for them, um, preferably an, an Emmett quote. I'm so glad that this question was asked. Um because, again, I feel like Emmett is one of the most underrated moments of this whole family. Um, he brings me great joy as a himbo that he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I brought this to the space to ask if there are any particular moments that stand out to you that you would feel comfortable having permanently printed in a, <laughs> a yearbook. Here's the thing. I'm looking at your choice, and yes. I think it's good, solely because... The way it's formatted should be exactly as it is in Goodreads quote. Because the quote is, I'm really glad Edward didn't kill you. Everything's so much more fun with you around. Emmett Cullen, Stephanie Meyer, Eclipse. Which just gives me that, like, Michael Scott energy where it's like Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) And I think that would be so fucking funny in a yearbook. (laughs) because also that the Wayne Gretzky Michael Scott quote tired old oh yeah everyone does it everyone does it old news wired Emmett Cullen Stephanie Meyer eclipse (laughs) (laughs) throw the page number in there you're golden do a full MLA citation in your your book just for the bit get a footnote in there why not go crazy (laughs) have a ball (laughs) there are so many great moments about Emmett in the book specifically um specifically Midnight Sun that it's a shame that most of them were not used uh-huh. within the movies. Um, but this is one from Eclipse in the book that brings me great joy. Um, just because Emma just wants to chill and, like, do damage. And I respect that as a person. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta be big and strong and maybe fight a bear. And carry saying. around a dozen eggs just for the <laughs> bit of it all. Yeah. Like humans do. That it's such a fucking shame that that was never like immortalized in the text at all. <laughs> so like you can't like pull a sentence or whatever where it's like Emmett toted his fucking bag of raw eggs or whatever, like hard boiled eggs, <laughs> and just like was vibing. But you can't put that in there. It's not in the. T- it's not canon in the book at least because Stephanie's a coward. So I agree. Um, I think that it would have been a lot funnier to me if when we went to <laughs> Rosalie and Emmett's room. In their closet, there was just a mini fridge that Emmett had just full of eggs. Yes, egg fridge. Egg fridge. Are they, are they just you know, hard-boiled or does he have a, like, devil? Does he got different different ways for eggs? Ooh. Ways wow, for eggs. okay. Yeah. Now I, I feel like Emmett could Emmett's, be a deviled egg man. He could be. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. All I can imagine now is Emmett just still in the kitchen like he was in the Twilight movie, just like throwing his knife around and having a blast making eggs every week to bring to right. school. <laughs> just drinking straight hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Awful. I hate it. I love everybody. You really do hate to see it. <laughs> Meg, I wanted to ask you, um, because you mentioned earlier, like, you were reading Midnight Sun. You've read it five times. Is that correct? Something like that. When I first got it, I I ran to my bookstore um, August 4th, whenever. um, And I was like, hey, y'all got that new Twilight book? And they're like, yes, here's a signed copy. And I was like, well, now I'm really in it. (laughs) Um, And that that, day, we had a hurricane that day. So I lost power for two days. So I had nothing else to do but read Midnight Sun. Um, so, like, I read it twice, like, within those first couple days, and I was like, I need to read this side by side with Twilight, so now we're up to three, and then just (laughs) intermittently, I've been reading it, the the thing, like, I'm clearly in the minority here, I've seen so many people, like, I couldn't get through so many chapters, like, I kind of skipped to, like, where the rough draft, whatever that was, ended, you know, page, like, the first 200 pages or whatever it was, so, like, you know, I don't know how much that counts, but it's, like, it is not good in the traditional sense, and yet I love yes. it still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also am in the same boat. I I think that skipping Partial Draft 4 within Midnight Sun is fair, because I think that most of us who have read Partial Draft 4, like, we've read it multiple times. Um, and so I think that that makes complete sense to just kind of move forward from there. When we looked at the text last week, we were talking more about the baseball scene and with the nomads. Um, how have you been liking so far getting more of Edward's perspective? You know, he, he does think literally so much all the time. Yes. That, that (laughs) in going back, the, the good thing about going back so many times is I see all the things I missed. Like, mm-hmm. when I end up reading it, like, the bugs in the meadow scene, I absolutely not read over that the first time. <laughs> there, there's something coming up in the next chapters I'm, I I totally missed the first couple times. Like, the tapping of the foot. What? Yeah. Who's that? So, there's lots of little details that you don't get, because sometimes you just have to skip over some of the words in your brain. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just see a man counting bugs in the forest and you say nope i'm gonna protect my brain and not go over that (laughs) i think that's easier to not do so i understand yeah um with the chapters that we have now things have like truly popped off i love getting to a conflict 80 percent way through a book um (laughs) i love the yearning i'm interested to know some of your thoughts with this because chapter 23 i think is interesting to see from like Edward's perspective with a lot of Bella's acting experiences yeah it didn't go the way I expected at all because we we've spent the last 500 pages listening to this guy go oh I don't think she likes oh man but what if what if she actually secretly hates me and then and then she says you very clearly like go away leave me alone and that 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 doesn't hit He's just like, mm, okay, yeah, this is the plan. Like, no, nothing? Mm-hmm. Okay, Eddie. This I don't know. chapter is so wild to me because for a lot of it, he is, Edward isn't completely anxious throughout this whole bit um, and has just assumed that, like, the reason that Bella was quiet on the ride over was just because she was so scared. And mm. he does not give her enough credit because, of course, her brain went into strategic mode. 
Right. She has to plan it all out. This is part of her, I mean, she is gearing up for what will be her Ocean's Eleven experience here. So (laughs) it is wild to me that it takes him this long for him to be like, oh, she was plotting for talking to her dad. Interesting. Huh. Hard to believe. Maybe women do think. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. And he pondered on that for just a moment and then immediately went, absolutely, no, they do not. Like, nah, nah. There is something about this beginning part, too, though, that reads like he is, like, absolutely disassociating, too, where it's like Mm. she says goodbye to him in the car and she, like, does a very hard kiss, at least from (laughs) his perspective. It's an intense kiss. And she's like, I love you. I gotta go. Bye. And then don't listen to anything. And he's like, all right, uh, weird, whatever. I'm gonna listen because I'm fucking nosy and I don't listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't respect your boundaries. Um, The Gemini is loud and real. (laughs) (laughs) but like this whole time he's just like so intensely paying attention and she's like having her little fight with charlie and being like i broke up with him and he has to be like it's not real edward it's not real we're still (laughs) it's fine it's part of the plan like it's gonna be fine (laughs) don't take it personally (laughs) it's wild to me and don't get me wrong i will credit where credit is due i know that bella can like turn it out when she needs to totally She's not an actress by any means. <laughs> she cannot no. lie. And so getting to see this from Edward's perspective, when, like, all of a sudden she just, like, kicks the door in, and he's like, um, what? <laughs> like, who is this woman? <laughs> it is so interesting to me that he fully believes it, even though I know she's not doing that good of a job. Because that's right. not her training. She would rather just... She's just like a wallflower and like a bookworm. <laughs> <laughs> All she knows is read Austin and make casserole. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so for her to come in and be like, um, actually, Charlie, I broke up with him. And it's like, all right, yeah, we got it. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I will say that being able to read this from Edward's perspective and know how much... Bella's words broke Charlie. Um, uh, fundamentally uh, changed me as a person. God, it's so. Charlie why Swan must you put me through better. this? He does. I completely agree. I'm in pain. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I knew this was coming because I've. I know the story, but there is something about reading ha- what is described as crushing anguish that Charlie <laughs> has. That like broke me i was like no uh no um i know things will be okay but like please don't do that that's my that's my boy that's my dad you can't (laughs) please don't hurt my dad thanks (laughs) oh god it it was just such a bummer and like bella's like struggling obviously and edward is struggling and alice and emmett are just like in the dark just like gearing up um but i that impacted me a lot more than I expected to because I don't want Charlie to be sad ever. And so it just, it just hurts a little bit. <laughs> I will say that for the most part, the rest of this chapter is stuff that we have already read about. Mm. Like it's not, it's not that new shit, not like next chapter is. But I will say that the thing that I found quite interesting about this chapter is when they get back to the Cullen house and Laurent is there um, and 
Edward is like, you know what? It's fine. Fuck it. I'm just going to kill this dude right now. I'm just going to make it be over with. <laughs> Let me at him. <laughs> and then also Jasper is like still doing the same thing that he has done before of like, uh, I'm in incognito mode. Don't, d- do not perceive me. Please don't. <laughs> like, I am not here. Yeah. Uh, if I awesome. don't move, you cannot see me. <laughs> <laughs> can't see you, can't see me. Everything's fine. Yeah. This is foolproof logic. You cannot. It can't be done. He just, just does not want to be known or talked about or acknowledged. And you know what? It'd be like that sometimes. So I get it. Yeah. I understand. Um, one thing that I did find wild about this that I think I had just forgotten from Twilight is how many people, how many of these fucking vampires pick up Bella while they are in the house. Right? We got Emmett carrying her. We got <laughs> Esme carrying her. Alice is there too carrying her. And it's like, listen, I know that she can't walk, but like, she can. Right. Not just not great. Also, like, homegirl's gonna get sick. Like, she's <laughs> gonna throw up. <laughs> You can't, her stomach is probably just so easily startled at any moment. The fact that she's just being, like, tossed around by these fucking people. She's like, I, uh, I'm dizzy. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's going to rain, like, yards soon if you're not careful. And yeah. Because she is one of those people that, like, when Edward, like, carries her throughout the forest, she keeps her fucking eyes open because, of course, she does. She's a human. (laughs) And so it's, like, that is the thing I found odd about this. I agree. Is that, like, she did not just, like, get incredibly motion sick throughout all of this. (laughs) There's a part where Edward is, like, looking at her um, and he's, like, oh, my God. She's just, like, looking down and she looks so sad. I've never seen her look like this before. I finally know, like what it feels like to have your heart broken. It's like, dude, I think she's just nauseous. I think she might just be, like, yeah. trying to process everything. <laughs> and yet here he is going off on this, like, wild thought of, like, she hates me. Uh, I, I, It's fine. It's fine. I mean, my heart's broken, but it's fine. I fucking hate this dude. He's so annoying. Um, yeah. I was curious about your opinions um, of the way that rosalie is perceived in this chapter i mean (laughs) yeah same big mood absolutely we've we've gotten at this point that edward is you know less than generous um at the very best (laughs) like she knows this is kind of some dumb shit and frankly i agree i I yeah like clearly it doesn't go the best way she's not wrong in any of this i agree i think that there's as usual there's that part where rosalie is like fuck this i don't want to help her out and everyone just like immediately gasped and like rosalie how dare you this is our family (laughs) they've known bella for two days yeah she's like i have no idea who this person is she just came (laughs) over to play baseball and now they're all risking their lives for her Mm? yeah She's like, fine, I'll do it because I want Esme to be good, all right? And I want my boy, Emma, to be good, yeah, all right? right. But, I'm but no one else. For, for no one else. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think that, that there's definitely that part with Carlisle, too, where he's like, Rosalie, I just need you to take one for the team. I need you to do this for our family. And she's like, um, I'm sorry, are you including Bella in our family? Charlie's like, or Carlisle's like, yes, our family. <laughs> <laughs> she's like no fuck you dude absolutely not I will not 
I won't it's let like, I am Carlisle and I make the family. It's my family and I say who's <laughs> in it. <laughs> so ridiculous. But the rest of this was, I think, for the most part, normal. Just a lot of, as usual, I, Edward thinking way too much. There, yeah. there was one thing that threw me for an absolute loop, rereading it Please. for this. Um, at the, it's at the very bottom of 540, um, Emmett was just coming through the front door with the large bag we kept for some of our sports toys. I thought the first time they were just, like, getting something that looked vaguely Bella-shaped, but now that I'm, <laughs> it, they, they were trying to make it look like they put Bella in a bag? <laughs> like, it's I'm a so body? i brought this up. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's there. And there's that the- criminal minds ass shit going on. There's the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Bella's dead. <laughs> Can't track her if she's dead. That part was so wild to me. Because I agree. I think that at first it just looks like, oh yeah, Emmett's getting a big bag full of stuff because we're traveling, you know? And it's like, right. no, no, no. I think that they meant to just put that body <laughs> in there, actually. <laughs> Like, oh, I'd be too weak to let her out of my sight, but but you're strong enough to just shove her in a bag? <laughs> <laughs> With what logic? Like, I don't think James is that stupid. Listen, folks, you know how it is sometimes when you just have to put your partner in a bag? Just, like, listen for a moment of peace. There comes a time in your relationship. <laughs> you gotta just shove your partner in a bag <laughs> and carry her to Canada. <laughs> it feels like Putting someone in a bag that way feels the exact same as, like, when one of your parents would be like, I'll turn this car around. It's like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no. They mean it this time. <laughs> I would love to hear both of your opinions on Chapter 24. Because this is that new new. Like, we get yeah, new new. new. And yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go on. It's new and yet, like, nothing happens. Yeah, that's true. It is, it's brief and it's also not a lot. Not a lot. It it feels like it's the, it's the first new, like, new thing. And yet I'm certain it's the last thing she wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, all right, I gotta, like, fucking cross that 600 page mark. How do I, (laughs) what do I rub in there? Like, let us describe the national parks. Yes. It felt like the equivalent of when YouTubers try to, like, lengthen their videos to that 10-minute mark. Mm. Um, yeah. They're just... like, so we walked, and then we also ran, and sometimes yeah. we drove, and it was <laughs> around a lot of trees and a lot of lake. And it's like, oh my god, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I loved about this chapter, and there's not much, because this one is just a lot of, like, cat and mouse kind of games, um, is when Edward makes a point to tell Carlisle so he can text Alice that Bella needs to eat three times a day, <sighs> every 24 hours, uh, <laughs> that hydration is important, she should have water on hand, and that ideally she should get eight hours of sleep. Oh my god. How to I care for your human, human 101. <laughs> right, it's like, this yes. is, this is, I've, I've done some research, all right, and this is what people need. <laughs> it it felt to me like a WikiHow article for taking care of a, a, just a blank human. Absolutely. But it also feels like those, like, Instagram quote-unquote wellness influencers. They're oh just, like, the God. the bare minimum. It's like, you should drink water. And also, you should sleep. And eating is cool if you'd like to do that. Um, 
<laughs> hey guys, so that's... welcome to my channel. I have yeah. five huge tips, really <laughs> tips about how to make yourself the best self you can be. The first yeah. one is tummy tea. The second <laughs> one is that you should eat three times and no more every day. Wink. Sleep is optional. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. Right. Like, what the fuck, Stephanie? What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Um, I appreciated that a lot. I thought that it was quite interesting the way that she just kept going on about just them, like, I'm going to run fast to Calgary. And then, but I have to drive slow. And sometimes <laughs> we have to go around curves. So it's not the straightest path. Like, please stop. <laughs> It's like help. <laughs> we don't have to do this. This is the this is the fucking like peek behind the curtain that nobody wanted. Like if we're gonna get the perspective of a supernatural fucking being, it's like I can you know I can go really fast and I can read people's minds and I can do all this fucking shit. I don't care about you fucking getting into fucking traffic or like tra- going no. to a motel or like all this fucking shit. I am I'm sto- bored. I'm stopped at the I'm gas bored. station. We need to refuel. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, it's like we stopped at the gas station, but we got to go quick. It's like, motherfucker, this is boring. This is people shit. I don't care about this. I'm here for fantasy. And then there's that one part where Edward thinks about stopping at a gas station, but he does not. It's like, please end, please end me. End my suffering, please. Edward Cullen just does a, one of those things, like the, um, like GPS, uh, things, like the voiceover shit. The most boring fucking nonsense. Exactly. There are like two parts of this chapter that are actually interesting. The first one being when they wreck Edmund's Jeep. Just let it go. (laughs) Because sure, why not? I guess you have to sacrifice a car. It's not like there was anything important in there. Except for Bella's socks. Which Edward was holding on to. Um, I'm assuming they were the socks she wore earlier that day i think Um, so he does not specify that but i do think that if a a partner of mine ever said it's an emergency i need your socks like what the (laughs) fuck no no you do not (laughs) actually no there's no situation in which that's true there's no situation that would ever force me to take off my socks and give them to you to hold no (laughs) i would literally rather die please stop um the other one being when these three grown men cryptids are trying their best to catch James. Being like, oh yes, we took him to a place that is incredibly far from the ocean. It'll be fine. Not realizing that lakes are a thing. Yeah. And, well. <laughs> and then James, the ultimate tracker, as they always say, finds a way around that by just flying a plane and they're like oh beans guess we gotta stop here <laughs> okay sure great thank you stephanie yeah like, i didn't know planes were allowed in this chase <laughs> and it's like you're telling me i could have just been flying in a plane <laughs> the whole time edward's like i had just been so focused on a water escape i hadn't even considered the air you barely yeah. even considered the water. You lost him in the lake like five <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. You only lightly considered the water. <laughs> it 
if you had just said, Edward, that you just wanted to run around in a forest for a while, you could have just been honest. But don't pretend like you were trying to help Bella throughout this. I, I gotta Not say, helpful. the other thing w- w- with the plane escape is it <laughs> is it does just a little bit destroy the continuity of Twilight? As far as yes. the timing of Alice's visions, the decision mm. to, like, be in Phoenix, because James right. said he didn't know where he was going until they all flew to Phoenix, which, sure, that makes sense. But right. clearly he left before then to go somewhere, and then Alice is like, oh, he's here. Like, what? What? Mm. What is a timeline? I've never heard of it. i agree i did find that part a little bit confusing because it did not seem to track um as far as i know you cannot fly from canada to phoenix in like a second yeah (laughs) it's not interesting it's not how science works um and yet stephanie is like you know what you absolutely can on this small plane that will take to refill gas a whole bunch you can um right just really believe you can invent direct flights to anywhere if you're a writer. That's just, yep. that's your gift. It fucking seems like it. At the end of this, though, we do get the the infamous phone call situation between Bella and Edward, where he's like, I miss you. I'm so sorry. I fucked up really bad. Um, and she's like, you know what? Just come here, though. <laughs> I, I think there's a part, too, where he's like, oh, Bella, it feels like I've, You've taken half of myself with you. And she's like, uh, well, come and get it then. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I can like, Oh, if only there was something you could do about that. <laughs> if only I could get Dick down in Phoenix <laughs> with you. <Yes>. My house <laughs> is empty. Listen, I'm going to die soon. So, like, this is our moment. <laughs> like, It's going to be our last chance, Edward. And... I know Bella. I know that she doesn't want to get dicked down in a random, like, airport hotel. She would rather do it in her, as she describes, incredibly messy room back at home. Yeah. Um, you know, like, the pinnacle of romance. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's interesting. Like, I don't know. This chapter, I was so excited because I was like, there are so few chapters in here that we actually get, like, new stuff. And all yeah. it was was, you know, the boys running around the National Forest. <laughs> yeah at least we didn't get every bug along their way you know take our wins where we can i'm thankful for (laughs) there are some there are some things that we can be thankful for i completely agree um next week we have chapters 25 and 26 hell yeah we finally get to phoenix shit finally happens hopefully we will see at that point um i've heard whispers that there is a lot of um as some might say phoenix core happening uh, with a lot of like stephanie romanticizing this random mass place move over dark academia phoenix cores (laughs) (laughs) new new hit track (laughs) finally someone made something that's actually accessible for a lot of people phoenix yeah it'd be like that um we have a whole bunch of fantastic patrons to thank Woo! yeah starting with a new person cody would you like to start us off Yes, thank you, Mallory Hardwick, for joining our little fam. Welcome to the space. Um, thank you to Katie Black. Boy, boy, boy. Shout out to Kylie Minty. Shout out to 
I forgot how to read for a second. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot I was illiterate. <laughs> Listen, reading is hard. It is. Shout hard. out Jess. Love. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, thank you to Alex Dornan. I appreciate you. Shout out to Carrie Goldberg. Mickey Meyer. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Steele. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Amy Taylor. Woo. Um, my... The, the name that always brings me constant joy whenever I look at this. Thank you, Mulch Gray. Mulch! <laughs> the myth and the legend. The absolute beast. Honestly. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. It's been so long since I've said those words. I know. I feel like you don't usually. I feel like you usually get mulch. Um, so it's nice to switch it up for a little bit. <laughs> uh, thank you to Kelly Beck. Boy, boy, boy. Shout out Aaron Salinger. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ow! Yeah! Not related, but yes. Not related, but only in spirit and yes. love. <laughs> Shout out Donna Kavanaugh. And Denise Swan. Boy, boy, boy. Shout out Jessica Hale. Wow. Last but certainly not least. I have been waiting for this the whole time that we've been talking. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Allie disassociated this whole hour and was just, like, <laughs> thinking about this moment. <laughs> it's true. I am incredibly excited to know what fanfiction you brought to the space today. All right. So, it is not a fanfiction in the traditional sense, in that it started from a text post on Tumblr. Ooh, um, so we attention. Yes. So we've got from Bella Aurora Swan. Edward should have been the one to attack Bella on her birthday, but Smyre was too scared to let her golden boy have any really any real flaws sent tweet. <laughs> Which, honestly, a little bit. Yeah. Oh. So, sure. So then yeah. the golden onion basically turned it into a one shot. And I kind of I'm kind of about okay. it. Okay. So yeah. this is the first paragraph of that. Edward always knew he was a monster. But even he didn't truly understand how dangerous he was until that moment when he lost himself in the heavenly scent of Bella's blood, roughly pulling her closer to him by the neck as his teeth angled toward her pulse. He barely registered Alice, Rosalie, and Carlisle, dragging him off her and forcing him outside, Emmett and Esme likewise taking care of Jasper, only seeing them as obstacles in his path as he struggled to answer Bella's song. They fought him tooth and nail into the mountains. He broke free twice, almost making it back to the house before they caught him and threw him back. He was faster, but there were too many of them, and his bloodlust made him sloppy. He couldn't focus on their thoughts when all he heard, felt, tasted was the song of her blood, calling to him across the forest. It wasn't until Rosalie ripped off one of his legs at the knee that he started to come back to his senses. And the reality of what he'd done <laughs> hit him like a freight train. He could have killed her. He would have killed her if his family hadn't been there to intervene. If this had happened when they were alone, his mind raced, and he finally succumbed to his family as they dragged him back through the mountains as far away from Bella as possible. Yet still, he heard that song. Hell yeah. Whoa. So, like... Wow. Imagine if that was New Moon. <laughs> I... You have my attention, and you have my interest. I'm listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. You ever just... I feel like Rosalie probably got a lot of satisfaction from that. Of like, oh. you know what, Edward? Fuck you. I'm just gonna rip off your leg. Ripping off your leg at the knee <laughs> is all I've wanted for years now. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you for that so much. Meg, where can folks support your work online? All my Twilight stuff is going to be on TikTok. Um, That is at Yonkutie. Um, Again, not at all Twilight related. This was sort of an accident. Um, (laughs) G-N-O-C-C-U-T-I-E. Like, oh, that's such a good pun. I, I was very excited, it, but now so saying it out good. loud makes it feel like a Renesmee moment, which is a little sad. <laughs> no, it's, listen, sometimes things are only meant to be read, like, with your eyes, yeah. and that is perfect. Like, that's so good. Thank that's you. so good. <laughs> Every time that I see it, it brings me joy, because I'm like, god damn it, I could have thought yeah. that. I'm that so could have been me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been an utter joy to have you on here, Meg. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. It has been your expertise <laughs> to the space. As folks, us folks, say Ooh. here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get weeped. Ow! 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 Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.